Hey, what is up, pretty people and ugly people at home? You are listening to List and Shout, the only podcast that ranks everything. We power rank literally everything, from Abraham Lincoln to whatever the hell Fernet Branca is. I'm still it's, not sure. It's good, I promise. <laughs> well, it's not that good. It's only the 36th thing. I'm one third of your co-hosting team, Matt, and I'm Jordan, and I'm Sunny. Together, we are. The list, the list boys. boys. <laughs> Guys, that was intentional, and we're not saying anything about it. No. Nope. Otherwise. <laughs> How's your guys' weeks going so far? Uh, pretty good, you know. It's, it feels good to be the, the number one podcast on iTunes. I agree. Um, shout That's out to insane. Tim Cook for, for giving us that award. <laughs> it was really well made, too, for how quick it was. Yeah. He had to, they had that big um, WWDC Apple conference yesterday, and he was yeah. like, here's this new Apple smart home, and also <laughs> this List and Shout podcast, number yeah. one on iTunes. He said they're going to be putting a lot of money in us in the future, too. There's going to be a lot of R&D going to LNS. Yeah. We're, we appreciate your help, Mr. Cook. We're actually going to be guest hosted by Siri next week, so mm-hmm. look forward well, to that. Well, Sonny and I will be guest hosted. You will be on the street <laughs> <laughs> where you belong. <laughs> so uh, just in case uh, this is your second episode listening, because your first one should be the last one, because I made it abundantly clear that that is where we turned a corner into supremacy. Uh, we are a podcast that ranks everything under the sun. Um, so think of us like a giant college big board power ranking combined with apples to oranges and mm-hmm. also we talk a lot about basketball and video games and love we talk a lot about love on this podcast so yeah. we're kind of like we're kind of like fucked. we're kind of like netflix and uh paul rust yeah we're sonny's like paul rust and jordan is leslie arfin mm-hmm. and then i'm uh bobby lee as, <laughs> as the friend that works at that place is he in the second season? I haven't seen it. He is in the second uh, season. Yeah, I think so. Did you guys Yeah, know? yeah. He's, he's actually pretty good in the second season. He, um, He's, like, dating this MMA fighter woman, and they have, like, the most ridiculous relationship. Is he, like, Turtle from the Entourage movie? Is that who he's playing? I've, I've never seen um, the Entourage movie. No, he's is not. Is Turtle from the Entourage movie different from Turtle on the he, Entourage show? He dates show? Ronda Rousey in it. Oh. Yes, in that in that aspect, he's very much like Turtle in the Entourage movie. <laughs> Those are the notes. Yeah, guys, it feels good to be number one now. I had a lot of people actually wearing shirts. They had shirts made that I saw mm-hmm. on the streets of New York. Yeah, they made them themselves, which is really impressive. Yeah, they, they followed don't really our tutorial. Have that much. Yeah, shout out yeah. to YouTube tutorials. It's true. How about these? Uh... I don't know what I was about to just say. <laughs> just like, <laughs> have a, have a, should we just get into it then if we don't have a lot of pressing matters? I, I will say that okay, I, uh, I had a couple of different conversations over the weekend about mm-hmm. our podcast. And everybody, mm-hmm. everybody's like, they're, they're having a nice time listen, listening to Jordan, the we've been talking about how we are the biggest thing in America right now. Yeah. We don't yeah. need to be talking about... We how, know. We are aware. It's humble bragging right now. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why we're even saying it on air right now is just because it needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. It'd be crazy if no one addressed yeah. how we're kind of like no. the next serial times two. Yeah. They've been calling us Count Chocula. 
<laughs> and also boob. If you were a serial mascot, who would you be? Sonny, you first. Uh, I would be the Lucky Charms leprechaun. That's dead accurate. I agree. Yeah. But you, George. Do you want to know which one I would be like based on my personality, or which one I want to be? I think who you would want to be will reveal who you actually will be. I want to be Tony the Tiger. Yeah, that's what I thought you would say. <laughs> I think yours smacks the Applejack's frog. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're actually him, the nerdier friend of Tony the Tiger. I think I would be Booberry. Which one's Booberry? He's, he's, he's the ghost. from Booberries, which is like a, a. Oh. It's like I a Captain know. Crunch ripoff, sort of. No, wow. it's not a Captain Cut. It's like um, it's like a spinoff from Count Chocula. Yeah, he's got... part of the. Oh, they're like the Halloween set. They're the Universal yeah. Universal Monsters, but serial. Yeah. There's, oh my. There's Booberry and there's um, there's Frankenberry. Is there a? Yeah. Why do they have two berries? I don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. I'm not really sure. That's actually a great question. I can't wait for the Universal Monster movies to find out the origin of all this. <laughs> Since Russell Crowe will be playing Booberry in the movie. <laughs> Alright, guys. Uh, let's get started with our... Do we actually have a name for this segment? So we just call it The Log, pretty much. Yeah, it's The Log. It is... If you ask me, Muhammad Ali and his prime was much better than anti-lock breaks. Yeah, but what about Johnny Mathis versus Diet Pepsi? Oh, I cannot listen to this again. Okay. Sonny, you are all over this thing. Uh-oh. We'll see how this goes. There, I still haven't reviewed a lot of mine that I put on. There's a lot of these that are fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm going to start with one that you have not touched. Okay. This is all... I think this is me. Maybe some is you. The word herstory... Yeah. Versus people who get shit done. Ooh. Jordan, gut check. Gut check. And I'm then giving it why? to the people who get shit done. Because in this world of Facebooks and Twitters, you sometimes you need people to get things done. That's gibberish. Hmm. That fully doesn't mean anything. Especially since you're you're in charge of our Facebook and Twitter, yeah. and you do the opposite of yeah. I don't know that. when I tasked you with the task of t- just like ten minutes a day, just research, and you're like, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. It doesn't take usually more time than that. Yeah, it's it's a it's not like a concrete task. I'm making it some, is. I'm making some sweet statuses. But You've made two statuses so far. It's a miracle people, as many millions of people have found it so far. Yeah, you make you make me sort of respect the title, Social Media Guru. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> Sonny, what's your, go, what's your gut check with this? Uh, my gut check is the word her story. Oh, that's fun. Because, well, I think the other one is a little vague, but... It is. Um, I have my reasons for her story as well, but I want to hear your gut check first. I think my gut check is probably people who get shit done, mm-hmm. but her story is such a fun term, and I, 
I don't know. I don't know if we can use it as a joke anymore. So I've only heard the word her story used once, mm-hmm. and it's kind of. I think it's more. Uh, it was used more as as uh, two words, like her story. Um, oh. There's this like FMV video game that came out last year. Yeah. That's like. What's FMV mean for me and our people? Um, I don't know what it stands for, but it's like. Oh. It has. It means there's like p- recordings of real people as like cutscenes in the game. Oh, cool! Um, so basically, you're this guy at this computer trying to figure out a, um, a mystery, and you're like at this database of video clips of like interviews and stuff, and you have to like find search terms mm-hmm. uh, and type them into the search to like come up with um, video clips that are associated so, with that term. Is this like a Google video game? Where you're like sort of, but it's just like a database of video okay. clips of this one woman's interviews, uh, and you're trying to find out from those interviews how that woman died. That's fascinating. Uh, That's yeah, cool. it's super interesting. So you like, you start off watching one video, and depending on what she says in that video, you get more keywords to search for more clips. Okay, so how does history factor into this? That's what the name is. The game is called. Uh, oh, okay. I I typically have heard herstory used like kind of ironically mm-hmm. as a way of when be like why is it history why isn't it herstory <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know if that's what Jordan heard it as too I I feel like herstory is from any time I've heard it is uh it's always like making fun of like Tumblr like social justice people like it's huh. making yeah. fun of. I've never heard it. I've never heard anybody saying herstory like as a real thing. Yeah, I don't think I have either, which is why I thought it was why I put it on the list because it's one of those things that it's a word I can't not think about every time I look at the word history because I think it's a very funny (laughs) idea to just be like, it's not history anymore. We're just changing (laughs) the prefix of this word. But even I've still, never, yeah, I've never even heard it used ironically. Mm. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's I think it's a fine word. I think it's. I don't. I can't really think of any situations where, it can be used, productively. Yeah, it seems like it's a word that would bring up an argument if someone used it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like if somebody insisted on saying, my search history. <laughs> I have to delete my search history. Yeah. It would first be met with laughter, and then after like the ninth time, it would be, what, what's your deal? What's your deal? This is a weird uh, thing to politicize, the word history. Yeah it's, yeah, it's especially weird because history doesn't have... I, I'm not a, a linguist, uh, but I don't think the etymology of the word history... Not that word. Has, what? <laughs> don't think you said that right. I want you to try it again. Which word? The one with the E the that you said. The long one. Etymology? There you go. Yeah. You said like etymology, like it was no. Elton John. No, no, I think it. Uh, I think it just skipped. Um, mm, okay. I think. <laughs> I think the etymology. <laughs> of... Whenever Jordan says something dumb, it's actually just the microphone skipping for forty-five <laughs> second chunks. <laughs> uh, I think the etymology of the word history doesn't even have anything to do with his. So it's not even like a re reclamation or anything like that it's yeah. just like a it's like a pun used for politics and it's just kind of lame it seems like something um 
This is Mike Huckabee might say. Like, oh, yeah. Is, does he who lives above you, Sonny? No. Fuck. I think he's... <laughs> I don't think... Uh, Mike Huckabee, I think, is a governor. Or he was a governor. No. Play, he would need to be. I wrote an article about him in high school, about how he was in his band, Capital Hill or Capital Punishment. Oh, it's a bass player. I was very mean to him in that article. He's yeah, a. It looks uh, like you were right. He was at Governor's Ball last week. I know that. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> I want to hear. All I can think s- about. Shut up! Think- <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> uh, the only thing I can think about is herstory. Is the the only way it's really effective is on like a protest march sign. Because you can't really talk about it in a real conversation with anyone. <laughs> yeah. But the sign the sign would also have to be semi-ironic. I yeah. feel like... But that's the point. Yeah. The people who get shit done are the people who organize a protest like that. It's true. So if you don't have people who get shit done, you don't have signs that say herstory. It's true. You have people so, talking about making signs that say herstory on it. Yeah, but people can people who get shit done can also get bad shit done. Oh, Sonny, keep going. My dick I just mean, got a little. Harder. Is that is that the is that I the mean, that's, is that the Mussolini argument? Over... What's the Mussolini argument? Is the at least all the trains were on time? Like that whole argument? I, I mean, so. I'm not making the argument. I'm just saying that it was an open-ended sort of um, item. So, so if it's I, just people who get shit done are good. Well, it's true. Sonny actually has brought it because a lot of garbage is made just because people are very like charismatic and know how to make good things happen in life for them and like make projects happen. Like the Universal Monster movie thing is... Yeah. It might be fun, but it's a really bad idea made by a bunch of people that just know how to close deals. And uh, we don't need that because Baby Driver's coming out. And we should all just mm. see that instead every weekend. Mm. Yeah, I read the script to that the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, Elite? I, uh, I just had it. I, I'm in a script trading group, so I got it. Um, Is the Are the music cues in it? No. Oh, okay. Not many. And it's it's good, but it's uh, Edgar Wright is a better director than he is like a mm-hmm. a, uh, a writer. I don't even yeah. know if he wrote it to be honest, but I think he did. Um, I may or may not meet him because he's he, they just announced him at a convention that's in DC mm-hmm. um, called AwesomeCon, but I don't know what he's awesome gonna be doing there. I think he might just be doing like a panel. Does is that considered meeting somebody? Mm. I mean, if they do um, a signing, guys. Let's pause this con- this conversation. In a few minutes, we might have to reopen it. It's just a spoiler alert or a foreshadow. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> um, okay. Even with Sonny's interesting wrench in the argument that people that get shit done that are bad, I still think you, I have to give it to people who get shit done. You can't. Yeah, you can't fair. take that as a as a as a negative against people that t- get shit done. It's, mm-hmm. you can't, people who get shit done, it's still an admirable thing. Yeah, I agree. Also, the all movie right. Lincoln is all about getting shit done. And we talked about how much we love Lincoln. <laughs> and Lincoln that's knows true. how to get shit done even when it's, he did some stuff that's a little bit underhanded in Lincoln. Would you yeah. say it's by hook or by crook? 
Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of hooks and crooks. This he is a real term. <laughs> Wait, is that in the movie? I don't remember that. At no, all. it's a real term that people used to say. It means by crook? any means necessary, by hook or by crook. Uh. Ooh, should I put that on my resume? Under what job or special skills? I know how to get shit done by hook or by, by hook crook. Or by crook. I'm going to say you should put that in your... Yeah, you should probably put that as, like, uh, the header. <laughs> at the top of the page. Right next to your address. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jordan, Sonny? I agree. Uh, I'm okay with... Yeah, I'm okay with that. Putting yeah. people but to get shit done. You definitely made it uh, lower on the list, though, with that, Sonny. Because it's, it's also bad. Yeah, it can also be bad. But when Abraham Lincoln does it, he he likes getting stuff done. Now, now, now. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I'm going I don't know what yet, but I'm going to use that as some sort of <laughs> sound file at a later point. Maybe in this episode. <laughs> Would that be great if we use that to uh split up the different topics that we did? <laughs> <laughs> I'm creating more work for myself. I'm already yeah, don't true. like editing, <laughs> but okay. Um, um, Sunny, <laughs> since you have the best grasp of this, where would you say on the list this should go? I would put it. Ooh, uh, under getting a driver's license. Oh, so thirty-one. Yeah. So you think it's thirty-one worse than stop motion animation? Mm. I think there's a fight for it to be I hate to do this because I never like to sell out my cardinals but I think (laughs) that getting shit done is the flip coin side of the theory of introspection where introspection is all about kind of inaction based upon what you're thinking about oh that's interesting getting shit done is just kind of going well it's just got to get done so I'm going to get it done I'm going to do it um I think it's worse than introspection. I think it should be the new 27. I, I'm okay with that. As long as it doesn't fucking split up me and Cardinals. I gotta be <laughs> right on that Cardinals tail. It's gotta be fucking that card. Look at that Cardinal asshole. Um, We're earning I, that explicit tag today, boys. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Okay, I'll put it on. For me to put it on, someone's gonna need to, to vamp, though. <laughs> Someone yeah. Guys, you know what? You know what's really fucked up? Yeah. There's no woman Chester by the sea. <laughs> and and now you've you've made it abundantly clear why that that one lost. Did you say that in another time, Sonny? I feel no. like you've said that before. Someone has said that, and I find it so funny. <laughs> it's such a funny thing. Okay. Next, we have the first time one is drunk versus seeing a famous person IRL mm. in real life. On T- IRL or TRL? In real life. Okay, so not... Shut this bit down. Not if you see them on TRL. No, so this is why I, I said let's figure out what exactly seeing a person, a famous person in real life means. Does yeah. like a uh, convention count as real life? No, I I didn't say seeing. Sonny specifically meeting. said meeting. Meeting uh, yeah. is like, oh, I get to meet them for like an official purpose. If like, I'm lucky, I get to greet them. 
Right. Yeah, I think that getting a thing signed by a person, like I don't, I would never consider that meeting somebody. Really? Me either. Because a meet is like, oh, you. What about getting a thing signed and a picture? What? No. <laughs> if they're at, it's almost like you're going to their. If they're at a convention and they're just doing a thing, I see it almost as like, they're doing a. That's part of the show. It's like as if you were to see a person on stage and they throw like see um a, a concert and they throw like the set list at you. You wouldn't be like, oh, they gave me this thing. It would just be, I got the set list. Hmm. It's part of the show. Or, but to or, me, it's more like going backstage. But is everyone way... able to go to get this person's autograph? No. Oh. Hmm. Wait, wait. Exclusivity. Wait, how does this work? How are, how are you going backstage? Well, I'm not, like, actually, I don't know yet. I haven't done it. But I think what you do is you buy tickets for, like, a signing. Okay. I don't, but at the end of the day, that just means, like, you paid extra money. But then again, people do that to meet, like, political, go to political dinners. Yeah, Yeah, which is also kind of dumb if it's just going to line their pockets for no reason. But you do get to meet them. You get to have, like, more of a conversation. Wait, we didn't do our hot takes. Yeah, we we didn't do our our gut takes. Our gut checks. Our gut checks. (laughs) Yeah, I okay, I think that being drunk the first time is significantly better than seeing a famous person in real life. Hmm. I'm I'm going to gut check the same. I'm going to gut check seeing a famous person. Okay. Do you want to explain why seeing a famous person is so glorious, Sonny, versus being drunk? The first it depends time? on the famous person, like honestly. Mm-hmm. Like if I saw like uh Mussolini. Yeah, if I met Mussolini, I'd be like, "Damn." <laughs> what, what a waste the fuck of a, is going on? What a waste of a signing this is. <laughs> I paid fifty dollars for this. Uh, no, if I met like I don't know, who was that? Steven Spielberg or something. Yeah. Um, I would certainly value that higher than the the first time I got it drunk. Would you, mm, Jordan? You have something? I feel like you got something. I, I, what I'm brewing with is I think both of them are icebreaker slash beginning of relationship type stories to tell. Oh boy, here we go. Mm. They're, they're both a story that you would tell a person at a party or a new significant other about the first time you got drunk or, oh, this time I saw this famous person and which one is a story that is better for you and better for the other person. And I think that's the winner. Can you keep it in your pants for one second <laughs> and not try and talk about how boning <laughs> about everyone? Like, yeah, about just I know that we're all a bunch of putty hounds here, <laughs> but we're trying to do science, and you just keep bringing it to this nonsense. Get in, I don't know. To what? Wait, to um, what is that? The what is the argument of uh of relationships and emotion? What? Uh, Do you know what that word is? I don't. I'm not really certain what you're talking about. There's like an argument that is like the call to emotion or something like that. It's like pathos. A... Pathos. Pathos. You're not talking about pathos, though. Well, I thought that's what you were trying to say. No, I'm just saying you're always talking about love. 
It's like, it's not... you can't just have, like, a topic like, oh, the first time you got drunk was good on its own or bad on its own or interesting on its own. Well, it, I just think that it's it's kind of... The only thing that either of those things do to help you, besides, like, something you can, you can uh, think about and uh, recollect on, is that it's, like, an interesting, fun story to tell. And which of those mm. is a more interesting story? I disagree with that. I I don't care. I've seen my share of famous people IRL living in NYC, TRL, 106 and Park, etc. <laughs> um, and just on the street. And it's, I don't know. They're just people that are doing their thing. And it. I feel like it's usually a bad story if it's like, oh, I met... Uh, or whatever, Benedict Cumberbatch came into my office, or, oh, I saw uh, Mussolini doing a kickflip, and he nailed, that'd be pretty cool, actually. If, Mussolini if you saw Mussolini doing a kickflip in New York City? And he nailed it? Yeah. Well, no, it'd be better it. if he beefed it, though. No, I think it'd be, I would assume he would beef it. So if him to nail it, would be great. <laughs> yeah. But I think that there's more value. I know that drinking itself is a sort of hazy subject because it is such a problem in culture. And, like, too much of it is a bad thing. But uh, it's another one of those coming-of-age moments that I think is important in more than just an analogous sense. So, so let's... I don't... Yeah, let's I don't all... remember the first time I got drunk. Do you remember yours, Matt? Yeah, I do. I was at... Ben Macri's house. Oh fuck. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't he's, he's not <laughs> please, that Korean girl I got a hand job from. <laughs> I don't think he minds saying that he had a party once. And I was not drinking at the time, and I decided that day I wanna start drinking today. Mm. So I got a whole bunch of the Bud Light cans that people had just left around that were a third left and just poured them into a big cup, pretty much the backwash. And I drank that. <laughs> and that was the first time I got drunk. And it wasn't very drunk, but it was cool. Because I felt very cool. And then I talked to girls. And they're like, oh, Matt, you're having a beer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm having a beer. I'm a grown-up man I'm cool. now. <laughs> I'm very cool. My, my story was similar in that I, uh, I got drunk at my, um, my friend's younger brother's bar mitzvah. Mm. And and we got his older cousin to kept he kept on getting us like martinis. Sonny, no, weren't you there? Uh, I don't think so. At I've the... only been to your sister's. Oh, and mine, Sonny. And yours, yeah. Thanks for remembering. <laughs> I remember what you got me. I remember yeah. Sonny's bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny, very... Sonny got me the the Starcraft battle chest for my bar mitzvah. Yeah. Which was a pretty sweet present. That sounds cool. That's, I don't know what that is, but it sounds that's cool. what happens when you invite an Asian kid to your Jewish party. <laughs> he thought it was a <laughs> present. Um, but um, I got drunk, and then later that, then we went back to my friend's house, and we drank more, and then I played chess boxing. So it was a very interesting experience. That well, sounds so. terrifying. I don't what? remember mine. You got that drunk that is just like... Happened. No, it's just like, I just didn't, I didn't really drink in high school, but I know it was sometime in high school that, like, wasn't it at, really Wasn't about. it at Jimmy's party? Careful! <laughs> oh, it might have been, actually. Because I've heard the story. But, like, I don't know if that was the first time. 
Hmm. I thought it was. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really care for it back then, and, like... Sonny, were you one of those kids when you got to college where, like, Welcome Week is just Crazy Week of debauch? No, I was pretty, like, laid back. I, like, understood, I understood my limits and knew how to handle myself, so it was oh, kind of boring. very good. <laughs> I, I remember having a contest with, I guess I can say her name, she's of age, um, it was, like, the fourth or fifth day with this woman from Hong Kong, or girl from Hong Kong named Annie Fung. Mm-hmm. And I remember she was saying how, she's like, I have a really high alcohol tolerance. I'm like, no, I have no. a really high alcohol tolerance. And we did nine shots of vodka back to back to back, six more times back. And then nobody threw up. And then also, surprisingly, nobody had sex with each other. It was wow. incredible. I think, so, I'm pretty sure Asians have, like, a lower... Um, alcohol tolerance in general. Why do you think that is? Or that's a, um, that's well, a no, I risky mean, question. It's, it's scientifically <laughs> because we don't have, at least a lot of us don't have um, enzymes to digest alcohol. Oh, fascinating. And yeah. Sonny uh, just took th- out a big textbook. <laughs> yeah. It looks like here that, um, uh, yeah, I remember someone doing a, a science project on it in high school, but. Like, I don't know any of the details. I just know that's, like, the reason why Asian flesh is a thing. Mm. Um, and it's why I never really super got into it when okay. I was younger. But um, Now he's a party animal. You know, yeah, he is now, a, that, now that's animal. all I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is the... Uh, what is the benefit of seeing a famous person versus this? I feel like seeing a famous person is only good from an analogous point of view... And even that is a bad story most of the time. Yeah, I But consider it from... Well, I don't know. If you want to... Because I I can also consider it from their point of view. Like, they they put all their work into making art or whatever um, for their fans to get excited when they see them. And I think that's, like, a kind of a part of it and why people go to these conventions and things when they're artists and stuff like that. Hmm. I think they're getting a paycheck, aren't they? I actually don't know how that works. I'm sure they are, but like, I don't know what if it's like a percentage or if it's a thing or whatever. But it's certainly not. It's like Edgar Wright isn't. He doesn't need this money. No, I think it's probably just you get exposure and you get coverage at uh, from like whatever websites. The AV Club is like, oh, check out Edgar Wright's panel or something, and then it helps the movie. Yeah, it's a two-way thing because they get they get that exposure and they get like the fan engagement and but stuff like that. I here's here's where we keep going. I don't consider that real life. That's just the show. That's part of that's part of the business. So, ha- do you have an example of your you considering yourself meeting a famous person? I have two. That I Matt has a to. lot of stories like this. I have a co- I have a bunch of I saw RuPaul, which was one of my best stories. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I do know. That's a good. That's story. a very good story, that I'm not going to give away for free. When we set up our Patreon, I'm just going to tell that every episode. <laughs> um, I was working at Lion. Uh, I was temping at Lionsgate year year and change ago, and Benedict Cumberbatch came in just to do something with Lionsgate. Oh. And I was like, oh, would you like some uh, coffee, Mr. Cumberbatch? And he said, yeah. So I got him coffee. <laughs> And then he went to the kitchen later, and he saw that the coffee machine was out of coffee, and he made a new cup of coffee. 
which is cool. I think that's nice of him. But even still, that's it. it no, nothing further. The second story I think of is I saw Aaron Sorkin on the street once. <laughs> okay. I'm um, walking with a woman, and I was in the middle of watching Sports Night, and I just lost my mind and went, Aaron! 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 And he looked at me, and then I just walked away. He was probably doing research for his walking talks. Probably, yeah, that's what he was doing. <laughs> he was doing Is this research. how you do it? He was like, it didn't feel, he was trying to write, it didn't feel real, so he went and talked to this woman while he was walking. But yeah, he still... Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin has a, a real problem with talking to women and how it's portrayed on his shows, so he's, yeah. trying, he's trying, <laughs> trying it out. If he uh, if he's sitting, he can talk to a woman as well as anybody, but if he's yeah. walking, it gets a little murky. <laughs> he's just like, is this, am I lecturing? Yeah. yeah. Those, okay, those are two ig- examples I consider in real life because it's just day-to-day stuff. I was not expecting to see anybody, and they were just as people. They were not there to promote anything. They were just... They're, he was just there to like go meet with uh, a manager or something. Cumberbatch and Aaron Sorkin was just mm-hmm. hanging out, going to the subway in Union Square or wherever. If like I remember meeting the dude at like I met a bunch of people when we go to Comic Con that yeah. I thought were cool. Like I met Bruce Tim, which was a big deal for me when I was younger. And I don't really consider that meeting Bruce Tim. It's just like yeah, I I went to his booth where he was. Okay. Uh, I, oh, I actually, I met, um, um, Shailene Woodley a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, at a Dakota Access Pipeline march in D.C. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it was, like, completely random. I was, like, I went after work, mm-hmm. and we, like, went to the White House, and she was just, like, standing there Facebook living. Cool. And, um, I waited until she finished and said hi, and then I, like, ran away. That's cool. See, that's that. There's a difference clearly between that and then yeah. you just see Edgar Wright. Yeah, I see, think it's got to be drunk. The guys. difference is that you're on a level platform. Mm-hmm. Like you and Shailene Woodley are both there to do the same thing. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly still see a pretty big difference between Sonny and Shailene Woodley at this point. No, I'm saying that like it's different. Let's We're say we're both there you... for the right reasons. You and and Shailen Woodley both go to the same bar to to get a drink. It's different than going to a place where she is the power person and you're the person who's going there to talk to her. Okay, yeah, I can see that. You're both Patrick... there for the same reason instead of opposite reasons. Yeah, Patrick Fugit was once at a July Fourth party I went to in Brooklyn. I don't know who that is. From uh, Almost Famous. Okay, that's what I thought. I've never seen Almost Famous. What? Or <laughs> when that when okay, that's what we're gonna use Sonny's thing for. <laughs> instead of like a, a horn, it's just now, now, now. Okay, we we have to come up with a with a thing about this. I think it's should be first time being drunk, not by a lot. I, I but... agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's really low on the list though. Yeah. I'm starting to think that these um, these sort of coming-of-age moments are not as important objectively as they feel sometimes. Yeah. So, I'll yeah. say... I think it's better than... Is it better than well-fitting jeans? Because then it's below getting your driver's license. And it's I think definitely, that's definitely better. It's worse <clears throat> than getting your driver's license. Yeah, yeah. definitely. 
Ooh, yeah, I think I can put it in right between those two. You think it's it's better than when your crush likes you back? Uh, that's true. I think it's I think it's in between when your crush likes you back Agreed. and when you fart when no one's around. Yeah, I, I, I feel that too. Okay. I agree. Jordan, put it on the list so you don't have to vamp. I don't trust you to vamp. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is Frankenberry. He's the smacks the tricks or whatever. Smacks the Applejack's frog. Alright. Wait, what the fuck am I saying? It's Smacks is the cereal, right? Does anyone know what uh, I'm talking about? I yeah. Yeah, yeah. Smacks is the cereal. Okay. The frog doesn't have a name that we know of. I think okay. he's just the Smacks frog. And the, the only Smacks. vamp that I'm going to be is... Uh, no. Edward and Bella. That's well, two vamps. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the question I have. Do you want one that is just all sorts of fucking awful? Or do you want a, one that could be really good? We're, let's do the awful one first. Yeah, that's the awful one. Okay, keep the people salivating for it. Keep them listens up. Okay, Sonny. Are these both mine? One is yours. Okay. It is two. It is two full sentence, two full lines of paper. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want it to win because it's gonna take a really long time to type if it wins. The spit take that Ludacris does in <laughs> Fast and the Furious when The Rock makes fun of Tyrese's forehead <laughs> versus John Tutoro. John Tutoro. Do you guys know what that scene I'm talking I, about is? I have no fucking idea. I know I've seen it, and I know I had the idea of what it is. <laughs> it's really fucking good. What All number right, she... is it in? What? Which one? I think it's at the end of Fast Five. Oh, I it's at the end when it. they like when the Rock comes to their barbecue. Ludicrous spit um, take. I'm trying to find this for me. It doesn't. There's nothing that the the internet doesn't seem to find it that good. Does he say something about baby oil? Is that what it is? Uh-oh. Yeah, 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 it's that one. I think Tyrese says something about baby oil. Sonny, we lost you for a second there. Yeah, I muted my mic because I was ta- uh, typing. Oh, okay. That was too scary, Sonny. <laughs> okay, big forehead scene. I'm gonna, I'm bringing it up. Hey, Mia, you better hide your baby oil. I'm just playing. <laughs> you better hide that big-ass forehead. <laughs> it's not that good. It's not that good. Don't it's like it. funny. It's kind it's, of funny, but nowhere near as good as John Turturro is. If he had thrown up, it would have been really funny. <laughs> if he had straight up vomited whatever food he was But it was eating. like a, it was an improv scene. I don't care. All right. <laughs> I'm All sorry. Right. I don't I, care. I still think it's good. It's fine, but John Turturro is fucking... Yeah, and John Turturro is, is better. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's figure out where he is on the list, because we, we have actors to compare him to. Can, okay, sorry. List off some John Totoro highlights. Uh, well, so Barton Fink is my favorite Coen Brothers movie. Me too. Actually. It's up there okay. for me too. I've never yeah. seen Barton Fink. It's great. Um, his weird feet in the night of. Oh my god, that was gonna be James Gandolfini, which very much. De- can oh, you imagine really? that character with James Gandolfini's enormous girth? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been a rough. Be the most un- unappealing character to be like the most. 
likable, unappealing character ever. Yeah. John Turturro um, is great in Rounders, and he's great yeah. in You Don't Mess With the Zohan. He's great in fucking Lebowski. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, he does get peed on by Bumblebee in the Transformers movie. Yes, he does in the first one, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Also, Mr. Deeds. Oh, yeah. Is he... I, yeah, when I think of John Turturro, I always think of him with the glasses on the Barton Fink mm-hmm. um, cover. That is such a great movie. I think it's on our um, to-do list, to be honest. I think that's a fucking great movie. Yeah. Um. All right, what's his value, then, as an actor? Because I don't uh, think it's higher than John C. Riley. Hmm. I think he... I would actually disagree. I think he's more valuable than John C. Riley. Mm, why? I just think his roles are better name some roles that you like of his i named the ones i like him in you don't mess with the zohan i like him in rounders i like him in the night of okay and now think about name some john c Riley movies that you like Step Brothers. Um, talladega nights talladega nights did you see king kong yeah i saw he was good in king kong did you see um, uh, Boogie Nights? Yeah, we watched it together. He's in. He's just got. I think. I'm. This is just off the top. Okay, Dewey Cox. Yeah, mm. yeah. He's probably better. I think. Uh, I, I. Not to sell short to Toro, who's also. I'm pretty sure. Like. Very. I think John C. Riley's a stage actor too. But. Yeah. I mean, uh, they have like. I feel like they fit similar roles, but John C. Riley is funnier. He, he something about John C. Riley has allowed him to cross over into almost superstardom where like comedy superstardom where I mm-hmm. don't think I don't think you could put John Turturro in that role that John C. Riley's in in King Kong and use that as a selling point for the movie. Yeah. That's true. Mm. I just watched the movie uh Rear Window for the first time and it was not good. What? You didn't like Rear Wait. Window? The, the one, one with, with the one with uh, John Turturro and uh, that's not and, Rear Window. Oh, there was a was there a remake of there's, Rear Window? Yeah, there's a remake of Rear Window that came out in like 2004. Jesus. Isn't that Suburbia? John, Johnny Depp and John Turturro. Are you serious? Like it's it's about a guy who's in traction and he looks out his window. He's like he secret window. That's not Rear Window. Um, oh, wow. They did make a Rear Window remake with Christopher Reeves. Really? Yeah. And Daryl Hannah. As, um, oh, that's fun. Daryl Hammond? Daryl Hannah. No, Daryl Hannah. <laughs> Secret Window? Yeah, Jordan. They did They did a Rear Window remake with, I think it was Suburbia. It was like... With yeah, Joseph, yeah. With uh, Shia LaBeouf. Back when we were in the suburbs, I thought Secret Window was a was a remake. Also, it might be, but you don't know what the fuck. Oh you're no, about. no, it's a <laughs> Stephen King story. Okay, uh, well that's oh, not at all what we're talking about. Whoa the the Rear Window remake featured Christopher Reeve after he got paralyzed. Whoa, yeah, that's that's crazy. crazy. That is crazy. I might want to. I kind of want to watch that to see how it's yeah. done. Let's put that on the list, sight unseen. <laughs> Number, it's probably the worst thing on the list. <laughs> it's worse than so, Bernie Branca. So John Turturro is worse than John C. Riley. 
Yeah, so he can't be higher than 20. But I don't but think he's better than Interspecies Friendship. I think he's better than the time when you have sex and there's no pressure. Hmm. Okay. What about you, Sonny? You don't agree. I was going to put him above Garden State soundtrack. I actually agree with that, Sonny. Cool. Let's party. I'm at 22. All Step right. back like 22. Shoot back. I don't know what, how that song goes anymore. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. How fucking disappointing are these NBA playoffs? I'm just yeah, they're kind of... Kind of shitty. <sighs> Why uh, do we bother? Why do we fight? At least the draft is next week after the Warriors fucking sweep the Cavs. Okay. This is going to be a big one. We got the Purple King himself, Prince, oh. versus Throwback, Jackie Chan when he doesn't want any trouble. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> So, I know that on our old list, Jackie Chan, when he doesn't want any trouble, was very high. He might have been number one he for might have the been, day. Yeah, I think ja- so. Jackie Chan, when he doesn't want any trouble, was number one of the day. But, he's got to go past the Purple King. Yeah, this is a rough one. Yeah. I think that Jackie Chan is super great, super funny. To talk about specifically what it is when he doesn't want any trouble it's that point in the movie when jackie chan's usually very docile and he's just like a blacksmith yeah or like um a, a traffic farmer. cop or a farmer and trouble comes to him and he gives that look that he doesn't want any trouble and he starts yeah. ducking plates and he starts like sliding on banisters to, and he does all these cool stunts and it's always the of, best part a lot of ladder work that's that's very true <laughs> all those times that he's a librarian yeah. <laughs> at the, at the <laughs> library um, is definitely one of the best action tropes in any movie uh, if not the best one in my opinion maybe in all our opinions I think we kind yeah. of said it was the best yeah but Prince is arguably I think of Prince as Michael Jackson with more street cred in a lot of ways and i think of michael jackson with an edge and also i like his music better than michael jackson's music mm-hmm. and and the the blight on michael jackson yeah prince just fucked a lot sure. of yeah. uh thousands of women yeah while being like a super short effeminate dude who poop also the print okay prince should go in just for the sketch about him in the charlie murphy's basketball <laughs> like Prince could Prince could suck, and that would just be almost enough, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, I think it's like this is almost certainly right down the the cultural divide line because Jackie yeah. Chan obviously meant more to me as a child than Prince did. It's, in, it's impossible. <laughs> I I will say that Prince meant almost nothing to me yeah. growing up. Like, I've only started really listening to Prince music after his death. And I don't April even 21st, listen to 2016. it. I I just um, I just heard it on the radio. I I think the Jackie Chan when he doesn't want any trouble. I think it means a lot more to me, mm-hmm. and it does okay. more for me. And okay. I, I understand that Prince is actually contributing a lot to society. That's the argument in this case, because if we if we're going by what gives us joy, a lot of Prince music doesn't. Not a lot, but some doesn't work for me. Also, I have almost culturally nothing in common with Prince. Like, maybe <laughs> if my dad had, grow- had I'd grown up with him, maybe I would like Prince. But I got into Prince in college. Pretty yeah. much just when I was about getting that putty. 
was I talking about? I had like a long term. They just like, two yeah, long term girlfriends. No. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I think there's like a um, an earnestness to Jackie Chan and the way he does movies uh, and the way he just goes about life that is kind of hard to find uh, these days, especially in Hollywood. Yeah, not that like Prince didn't also exist that like i don't really know but um i think prince is too cool to be super earnest like that i don't know well maybe Plus, uh, i think wasn't isn't purple rain like super misogynistic of course it is it's the okay. 1980s <laughs> doing all that blow talking all that putty yeah i mean jackie chan was alive in the 1980s and he probably just he'd never wanted any trouble. has jackie chan ever had a sex scene before Almost certainly the tuxedo, not. Tuxedo, he's very oh. sexual. Yeah, but it's it's not him. It's the tuxedo. <laughs> it's the tuxedo. No, he's he's trying to get it in, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's right. They do set him up in a weird like twist of fate. It's not Jennifer Love Hewitt as his love interest. Hmm. He's interested in another. Actually, I don't know if it, like they force they pigeonhole him into a. Uh, same race relationship with another asian woman that's bad (laughs) that sucks you would think jackie chan would have more power than that i mean he like controlled everything about those movies yeah if if he jackie chan should have been able to denzel where he's just like yeah it's gonna be eva mendez this time yeah sorry guys i think jackie chan i think jackie chan in the tuxedo was just a cash grab though yeah because tuxedos were very in at the time yeah (laughs) It's like the fidget spinner movie that I'm writing. <laughs> By the time it comes out, it'll just be like yeah, it's useless. A, it's a I've it's a fidget spinner uh, spin doctors movie mm-hmm. that I think the world is gonna really love <laughs> when if it is done with pre production in 2020. Yeah. Um, hmm, I I could totally go Jackie Chan. I can't. If you guys are Jackie Chan, I could go Jackie Chan. He meant a ton to me. Mm-hmm. Also. Prince has my Prince does has my favorite song. My favorite song is "When You Were Mine" off of the album "Dirty Mind," which is cover of Prince's bare chest in a man thong, where you could see pretty much the top of his dick. It's such a great album cover. I'll give it to Jay Chan though. I'm fine with Jay Chan. All right. Yeah. It's tough. They're like they're they're both great in completely separate reasons for me. Yeah, one I think has objective sure. importance to the music industry, and one does something that I think is so undervalued, and also a amazing. dying art. Yeah, yeah, the stunt coordination. But where does he go? Is the question because it's because it, we we're not. He's not better than Lincoln. No, he's not. I think is he better than a chef kissing his fingers? Hmm. Hmm. Not better than LeBron on a fast break. I think that I get more joy out of seeing LeBron do that thing that he does. Than... <laughs> LeBron's almost like, do you want trouble? Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan's saying, I don't want any trouble. I could put him at number four, though, um, instead of airplanes. Yeah, I think I like that. Yeah. I'm, J- I'm down J- with Chan. that. Jay Chan's great. Um, I'll nice. do it. Vamp. Breaking into the Elite Four. <laughs> um, 
Do you think that Jackie Chan is hyper unsexualized because of a uh, a uh, a predisposition we have in our society of un of uh, non sexualizing Asian men? Oh, a hundred percent. Especially like when he first started coming yeah, out into American cinema. Um, I think he was probably the only one around this time. I guess Bruce Lee came before him, but Bruce Lee was also like weird in that all of his masculinity came from him being really good at karate. <laughs> also, I think Bruce Lee's masculinity in a weird way came from how small he was. Yeah. It, w- it was sort of like, look how out of character it is for this man to be a badass when mm-hmm. we haven't really seen that in Western culture. Yeah, and he also had that like weird um, high-pitched yelp ah. whenever he would punch someone. I-, I can't do it. It would spike the microphone. Yeah. Is, um... <laughs> Here's a one. Is who's got more importance, Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee. Importance yeah. in terms of. I mean, Bruce Lee was more important in terms of martial arts in general, I think. But Jackie Chan had more of an impact in movies. I think that without Bruce Lee, there wouldn't be a Jackie Chan, though. Yeah, I, I was think thinking I the agree. same thing. Yeah. Bruce Lee's sort of the OG Crisp, <laughs> whatever an OG Crisp is. <laughs> He's a PK fire. Yeah, he's a PK fire. <laughs> yeah, like without Enter... I think it was saying that Enter the Dragon was like... People were like, oh, they're making movies in Asia. Mm-hmm. Wait, Whoa, how far into... Cool stunts. How far into his career was he in the Green Hornet? Uh, early in his career. That's early in his career? Yeah, he yeah. came to do it and then he went back and started making fucking amazing movies. Okay. Well, how dope I... would it be to know Bruce Lee? Like... For real. Yeah. I feel like he was the coolest guy. He was, yeah. Yeah. He's he's like Denzel yeah. mixed with Jackie Chan. Sort of. <laughs> or I just feel like Bruce Lee yeah, always I was wearing sunglasses. And he just like killed that yellow jumpsuit. It's Iconic. True. It is. Um, I heard a story that Bruce Lee... Now, this is weird that we're, I just want to talk about Bruce Lee. Um... <laughs> how Bruce Lee was challenged to a fight by a Yakuza boss. Because that used to be how... This could totally just be something... I was told by my, my weird uncle. He <laughs> said that's how... Um, sort of like the Sith, where if you challenge a Yakuza member to a fight, or you kill a Yakuza member, you get his position in the Yakuza. And mm-hmm. this Yakuza member challenged Bruce Lee to a fight, and Bruce Lee beat him in a fight. And they're like, I guess Bruce Lee's the leader of the Yakuza now. <laughs> And it like, was probably the triad. Yeah, triad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not the you Yakuza. Racist. <laughs> I don't know. I, I couldn't think of the word triad, but... He can't see gangs. <laughs> yeah. He can't see gangs. Yeah. Wait, so the Yakuza is just Japan. I think so, yeah. Triads are Chinese gangs. Yeah, I know that I know that more from GTA 3. 3. Yeah, than, than anything else. Okay, well, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. I think it is... An honest mistake, because I did not know until just now what the difference was. <laughs> okay. We got number five. Last one for the day. So, before I say this, I have been censoring our list, because this has come up every time, and I've never wanted to talk about it, because it's always so bad. Uh-oh. I've almost wanted to take it off, but we're going to do it, because it came up twice in the list today. came up once, and I went, this sucks, and it came up again. So we're just nailing it out. Thankfully, it's competition. Should smoke it. Who who right. put it on there? I think either Sonny or I. Okay. Hooping okay. on work time. 
which is good, but we talk a lot about poop poop. Yeah. Versus, I wish I had it queued up. Hold on, actually. <laughs> Vamp! Poop, well, I don't even know what this time, would be. Pooping on work time is just a very specific thing about pooping, though. It's like a, it's a very, it's one of the better ways to poop. Okay, pooping yeah. on work time versus... Wait for it. This is a long intro. No chance. Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're well over the 15 seconds of, of liability. <laughs> I I thought that was the Inspector Gadget theme oh. for the first five seconds of it. So. Oh, it's Vinny K. So, for my... For as long as I've known who Vince McMahon is, he's always been a bad person. Oh, he's a monster. He's the but worst like, guy. But like, is he actually? Is he actually a monster, or oh, is he's just... a bad guy? Okay, all right. He's a That's bad man. But he's also created. I think his importance to the global, uh, at least wrestling community, and honestly, entertainment community, because we would not have The Rock without Vince McMahon. That's true. We would not have the Stone Cold Steve Austin glass breaking music. <laughs> Somebody uh, somebody just wrote a, a script about Vince McMahon. It's called... Um, fuck, what's it called? It's called, like, something Inc. It's Pandemonium Inc. It's, Is it, like, a biopic? It's a biopic. Uh -huh. I had the same idea for a biopic three years ago. It was my first script I ever worked on. It was terrible. It is still mm. better than this biopic. <laughs> it is so awful. Um... But that has nothing to do with why he's important. But he will have a movie out about him in the next few years if things go planned with that uh, person. Well, if we if we're including Vince McMahon, we have to he's a part of or she is a part of his life, Linda McMahon. Our, she uh, is small uh, business bureau head. What? Our head of small business bureau. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna gut check and say pooping on work time is much better than Vince McMahon. Oh, interesting. I, I don't like the the WWE or their as as a business, and I think oh, that true. Linda McMahon uh, ran uh, for senator in uh, in Connecticut. Yeah, twice. Specific, specifically with the purpose of lowering the WWE's taxes, and yeah, that's that is a hundred percent what her small business stuff is right now, and I just don't like them as an organization. Okay, that's interesting. And pooping on work time is great because you're getting paid to not do work. Here's the question that I have then, and I don't even disagree. Pooping on work time has almost no downside. Yeah, it's the only downside is that you feel like you're rushed. You don't get to actually have, like, you don't get to feel relaxed. I feel the opposite. I'm like, I'm gonna take my time and make that money. Do you have a single bathroom at your work? Not anymore. Oh, okay. We don't have even one bathroom. <laughs> no, we have uh, it's like a tri staller or a duo staller. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't care. I'm a grown it, up. I'll take shits whenever I want to take a shit. It's it's best with with single, with the one ofs. It's true. Here's what I'm gonna say. I don't know if this this might be out of the ordinary. I already got to play Vince McMahon's music, so I don't really care where he ends up at this point. <laughs> I think Vince McMahon is like super monolithic, regardless of what 
if he's a bad or, or good guy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, Vince McMahon, if we're talking about wrestling characters, is one of the best ever wrestling characters. Like, I put Vince McMahon's importance up there with, like, uh, probably, honestly, probably, like, Triple H or Kevin Nash. Um, he did destroy all the territories, which kind of destroyed wrestling for everyone else. So I'm what do you say, mean he just he destroyed the territory? So before the WWF... I'm glad you asked, Sonny. This is what yeah. the my screenplay was about. Before the WWF uh, like rose to prominence when we were growing up, uh, to the, every uh, territory like the Southeast or New York or Boston or Texas, they each had their own promotions mm-hmm. where they each had their own wrestlers that worked. So like Steve, like Stone Cold was initially from. Uh, the WCW, or mm-hmm. but then WCW was down in Georgia, and so Vince McMahon found a way through exploiting cable systems, like through cable, to destroy their business models and stole all their talent and put them out of business. So there was just one. He's mm-hmm. kind of like the Daniel Plainview of yeah <laughs> of wrestling. Yeah. So he is monolithic for sure. Pooping on work time is just kind of having your cake and eating it too, though. He's Vince is probably like at least somewhat responsible for the rise of, of Trump. Trump. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Trump is at least responsible for the rise of Vince because he like gave him uh, he like housed WrestleMania for like two of the first three years. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. He brought they're they're. I don't know if Vince is friends with him, but he had he inducted him into the Hall of Fame like ten years ago. Yeah. Which is is that after or before he had wrestled? I think it was concurrently. Well, so while he was, while him and Rosie were in that like weird fight thing. They... Yeah, the the hair versus hair thing. What a weird time for wrestling. Wrestling is always weird. I just yeah. like somebody could do, and there are uh, so many wrestling podcasts. Someone could just do an amazing podcast about the sociological effects of like america on the wrestling business so essentially like how carnival nonsense is affected by other things like right now the ww the smackdown champion is jinder mahal who's a dude from canada oh yeah but he is of indian american descent i believe or maybe he's a sikh i don't know for sure but i know they're booking him as he's from india and People are saying that, like, the, he is the champion now because America wants to... The WWE wants to get more viewers watching in India. <laughs> so it's it's sort of like this very odd thing that is... Effect, that this global idea of globalization that's affecting this nonsense carnival wrestling. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the industry is, like, super... We- like, so, you know what's weird to me? That you never hear about the writers... Oh, yeah. Especially, like, after the fact. Like, do they just sign a lifetime NDA or something? I think they have to, honestly. Because I, I, the writers, I don't think, are independent contractors like the wrestlers are. Mm-hmm. So I think they have a much harder time doing that. I only know of a few. Sam, uh, I think Sam Roberts is his name, just did a book where he pretty much was, um, just took a bunch of wrestlers to task for being, like, horrible monsters and, like, yeah. Vince McMahon. I don't know. This big man also I, doesn't allow people to sneeze in front of him. No oh, sneezing really? or yawning. He considers it weakness. If you ever yawn in front of him, he thinks you're weak and he'll never forget it. Oh my god, that's a, insane. Yeah, he's a that's lunatic. Where, like, we know where Donald Trump gets his ideas of masculinity from. Yeah, 
I think Vince, <laughs> Vince McMahon. Yeah, but Vince McMahon grew up in a trailer park, so like his make more sense. He actually had to grow yeah, up toughly. That's true. I vividly remember this um, promo they did. Yeah. Uh, it must have been like 10, maybe even more years ago, where yeah. Triple H like committed necrophilia against oh, Katie Vick. Kane's. Yeah. Yeah. In whatever. And it was like the, the the most fucked up thing I'd ever seen on television. One of the stories about that is that there was an actual funeral going on in the next room. Oh so like people God. were leaving and they're just seeing these two, this man in a giant mask fucking a doll in a casket. Oh my God. Yeah, Vince McMahon has a crazy, I could just do a podcast about Vince McMahon. Like I yeah. so badly would love to do a Vinny <laughs> K podcast. I'm going to give it to pooping on work time though because everything I'm saying about him is terrible. It's yeah. like so yeah. clearly bad. If if it was who would be at the top of the list of shit? He's uh or the um what are we what are we calling it now? Oh, the um is it the lounge of shit? Yeah, the, the lounge. lounge yeah. yeah, lounge of shit. Uh I that like, yeah. He would be at the top of there. Yeah. He would be the shittiest shit. <laughs> I feel like we could do... We don't have to, but I feel like there's a thing we could do with Vince McMahon versus somebody for, like, most odd rich guy. Yeah. Like, most insane... At, like, a later pay-per-view. So who knows? We wouldn't also have the concept of pay-per-views without Vince McMahon. So yeah, we should give true. him credit yeah. for that. That's true. Um, Alright, uh, where does pooping on work time go? I think it's better than... Don't we have another thing about... It's def, definitely better than when you fart when no one's around. Mm-hmm. Where is that? Uh, pretty close to the bottom. Okay. I, I think pooping on work time is better than wedding ceremonies that are short. And probably worse than getting your driver's license. I think it's better than... I think it's between Cardinals and Sonny. <laughs> to be honest no. with you. I think that it's doesn't better. even make sense. Why? What would it make sense? I think it's better than Cardinals. I think it's better than Cardinals too. But I think it's worse than people who get shit done. So it's between people get shit done and Cardinals. Yeah. So it's shitting on work time below people get sh- That's fine. I like that just for the, the timber <laughs> of it. I like how they're similar in that. And at the same time they have nothing to do with each other yeah. yeah all right let's book that we gotta speed this up because of my like semi like my semi-autistic knowledge of Vince McMahon in his life is <laughs> <laughs> taking up a lot of time I apologize guys all right George tell me when you're ready I'm ready all right we're gonna play a little game we like to call oh so shitting on work time is the new 30 30 <laughs> yeah Th- 40 is 40 is the new 50 and shooting on work time is the new 30. Okay, we're going to play Hotsy Nazi. Stunning. Stunning. I couldn't take my eyes off myself. Yeah. Okay, so then I put it on at home. It looks like I'm carrying twins. So you're saying store Hotsy Totsy home Hotsy Nazi. I'm going to start with mine because it's kind of interesting. I want to talk about Sonny might know more of this, but Jordan, I want your reaction because you don't like basketball at all. Yeah. 
Kevin Durant's decision to leave Oklahoma City to join the Warriors. Ooh. Um, so I kind of know what this was. Nice. Um, and I know that the uh, um, the Cleveland, Cleveland, they're 0-2 currently. Yes. Um, so I think that it's a real douche, douche move for <laughs> Kevin Durant to know that he's the second best person in the league and to move to a stacked team mm-hmm. just to just to put LeBron in his place. I mean, I don't know if it's that necessary. I think it's worse than that, actually. I don't know, though. What about you, Sonny? I, so, Good. I think initially I was a Nazi on it, but I think as the season progressed more, and I saw, like... I think he is actually a much better fit for the Warriors, like in terms of their offensive schemes. Disagree. Really? I think I that don't know. I don't agree. We could get real X's and O's here. <laughs> it might have just been like a coaching thing, but like it seems like the offense just flows better than just like him switching ISOs with Russell Westbrook. Oh, definitely. But it's easier to like do anything when you have that much talent to be. Yeah, no, that's true. For. Like you could do the like if. Paul George went to the Warriors, he would look better than he did on the Pacers just doing ISOs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like, a, I would rather it have not happened, but I, I don't think I can necessarily fault him for for doing it. I don't know. Do you think it's 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 worse than what LeBron did? I do think it's worse than what LeBron did. Okay. I don't think, I think that what LeBron did is very bad. The decision is also very bad. Because yeah. I feel like there's that weird thing where people have forgiven LeBron for the decision, and they're like, nah, he did yeah. I still think it's craven and bullshit. Yeah. But this is worse, because who was it that, I think it was Paul Pierce who said, this is like, you and your friends get beat up by a bunch of bullies, and then you join the bullies yeah. to beat up your friends. <laughs> LeBron was just like, friends, I'm gonna go make new friends, I'll see you whenever. Don't worry about it. You guys are also bad friends. Which is not cool either. I mean, LeBron also beat up his friends. Yeah, but it's not like... it. Yes, but it's not like he was part... It's not like the Cavs were part of the reason that they could... That they, like, stopped the heat or anything like that. Yeah. It was... The, the Thunder would have been to another championship, and they would have beaten the Warriors at some point in the playoffs in the next five years. I can't imagine that you they would You think so? Eh. They had them 3-1. Yeah, they could have had it. Um, I don't know. I Like, I don't think Westbrook... Would have been MVP this year. Definitely not. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know what the Thunder's future looked like, like in terms of draft picks or free agents. Or whatever, I don't know. But... I just think it's destroyed the the notion of like the regular season and the entire postseason mattering. Yeah. Um, also, in other news, this would be like this, and this is a real thing that happened. Now that we're the number one podcast, I got a call the other day mm-hmm. from Mitch from Doughboys saying. Mm-hmm. Come join the Doughboys, the former number one team. Yeah. We could use you. Your job will be easier. And we'll all win podcasts of the year from Tim Cook and Apple. So we we would we would just rank food chain. Well, I would. You guys would be left alone without me. Oh, just yeah, you. So just okay. me. I would leave. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you guys. Would, right. He would beat up on us. Yeah, yeah. with the Doughboys. But we, then we would need a free agent. We would have to get... 
Kevin Durant on our podcast. <laughs> I th- honestly, I think that would probably catapult you to higher than I could ever take you. If you could get Kevin Durant, then that should probably be done. Where, where do you think Kevin Durant, what do you think Kevin Durant would say? Would he say Hotsy or Natsy? I think he would uh, he say Hotsy. Yeah, he would say Hotsy. <laughs> he is such, uh, I, I loved, I think everyone loved Kevin Durant too. That's the thing. Like, yeah. he, he was so widely appreciated for how he handled business. And then he did that. And then he also said it was the hardest road to take, <laughs> which is the opposite. So I'm going to say Nazi. If Jordan's sticking with Nazi. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think Sonny successfully swayed no. me. Kevin Durant's I, I think a it's a Nazi move. Kevin Durant, total Nazi. I, yeah. I just want LeBron to win because if the, if the Cavaliers win... Then it's just like, in your face, you you came over and you still lost. Yeah, that would be amazing. They're going to lose, yeah. though. Like, it's almost no chance. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? It's going to be really... Cavs are going to lose. The Cavs are going to lose. Yeah. But they didn't... Weren't they losing 3-1 to one last year They were also? losing 3-1 to one against a team that didn't have Kevin Durant on it. Yeah. Kevin Durant's VORP oh, over... <laughs> His VORP is out of control. His VORP what, is... if, what if he gets... Uh, I forget her name, but it's not Natalie Ambruglia. Well, the, the, um, what? The one, the the ice skater who like broke Tanya that Harding? other ice skater. Na- yeah. Nancy Kerrigan? Yeah, what if he gets Tanya Harding, though? To break Kevin Durant's knee? Yeah. I think it would be the biggest scandal in the history of sports. Yeah. <laughs> I think no one would consider, would even think about Nancy Kerrigan ever again. And they yeah. would think about LeBron paid an old woman to, to break Kevin Durant's knee. <laughs> and it still wouldn't guarantee a victory. No, because the Warriors not are still all. really good. I do think that if it was Cavs versus Warriors this year, Cavs, like from last year, Cavs win pretty handedly. But I can't be sure. All right, moving on. Who's got a sweet Hotsy Nazi? Um, I have one, but I don't remember if we've done it already. <laughs> okay, we'll shoot it. Uh, virtual reality? No, we haven't done it. I don't think we've done it. I don't remember editing okay. that. Yeah, I mean that's mine just because it's been um, the it's, they're trying to like incorporate it in everything yesterday. So yesterday's Apple conference, they're yeah. deciding to like make all their shit VR compatible. Interesting. And I think I think it's a waste of time because oh. I <laughs> I don't think it's it's gonna be as. Um, big of a thing as people think it is how how big of a thing do, do are they counting on it being because i see it right now as a very cool novelty i think they're counting on on it being like the future of video games huh interesting i i still remember going to places like jillian's and and dave and busters and they would have that like orange thing you would put around your head and you would like move around with it and shoot things like in the movie blank check i've never seen the movie blank check oh okay it's about that so it's just about that that. but um Uh, i've never done that yeah that that game is not fun i i don't think virtual reality i mean anything to be fair it's a lot better now um it's just that i think even at its best Hmm. like think about your ideal version of virtual reality like what would it be I would Porn. need to be able to fully interact with everything in the world. Like I with be... with your hands? Yeah, with like I have to be able to touch things and feel them and it can't just be about the eyes. It has to be a mm-hmm. full sensory thing. Would you but would you be able to feel would you have to wear gloves then? 
to feel what it feels like. Yeah, I guess. Or there's like a virtuality tank you go into. Like mm. a simulation room. But what if you touched a, a scissor? It would hurt my fingies. So you would you would feel the hurt? Yeah. But the, I wouldn't be going to like do, I don't know, art projects in virtual reality. I'd be like <laughs> fighting dragons and like yeah, you can dragons. you can get then the dragons would hurt fire. you. <laughs> well, I think it would be it would hurt to the video game would find a way to make it hurt in a way that was not uh, just, like as realistic as being shot with fire. It so would be you like, would just oh, get this... burnt a little bit. It would be very fire. uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I think it's I, I think there's there. like investing so much money in something that like I guess that's the whole point of Silicon Valley though. Yeah. Investing money in shit that might not necessarily come to pass. That's true. Well maybe maybe that's like the end goal of these things. You could like make fighters and warriors and soldiers better if they got to experience pain but mm-hmm. like simulated pain. You could like mm-hmm. They could like get shot and they would feel it, but not feel it, feel it, and then they oh, like you program people to get used to the concept of death. Yeah, that's terrifying. Like that's a black scary. Mirror. Yeah, that's, that's awful. Scary thing. That's so bad, man. Um, uh, I think. Do they? Are they putting more or less money into this than they did like three D television? More. Definitely more. Way more. Yeah, I don't know. People say watching porn with it is amazing. I'm sure that's true. Wait, but is people, that a good people thing? People say that. Is it a good thing? Oh, fuck! Did we put porn on our list? If porn's it's on the list, then it's yeah, a good thing. Like, we have to say it's a good thing. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are what are people saying about it? They say it's uh the best. But you would have to. So it's like five hundred dollars for a VR headset. Yeah. Right now. And I bought I bought one for my cousin for Secret Santa for thirty. Is that a bad one? <laughs> Did you get like Google Cardboard or something? No, I got like a crappy one from Best Buy. That sounds like a bad gift. Yeah, I don't know like if he ever one. used it. Yeah, he probably just jacked off on it. <laughs> That's what he did. I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I'm really... I think that so, there's going to be I some think... really cool things that we're going to... If it works... I was thinking about how VR is going to be a very crucial tool in storytelling where you truly become the main character. Right. And you get to perceive everything. And not just like in um, like in a... Hardcore like a, Henry. Not just Hardcore Henry. I think it's like... Imagine the movie Moonlight if you were playing Moonlight. Yeah. And like those <laughs> things were happening to you and these people were looking at you this way. It would be very affecting to see how the world would view you. Isn't that the yeah. ultimate appropriation? But you would, ha- but you would have to struggles. play the part too, wouldn't you? Oh, it's true. They wouldn't just be able to react unless the AI was so good in the program that they were able yeah. to do that, which I think would be dope. That would be cool. But right now, it's just like it's more of an accessibility thing. Like, right. it's so hard to people. Like, it's a it's a big paywall. The threshold of five hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also there's going to be a huge. If it never goes down, there's going to be a large part of the population that could never ever have that yeah i'm saying nazi at the current yeah. time nazi i'm a nazi i think it's <laughs> nazi. i think it's i think it's pretty nazi all right okay george wow us with your hazi nazi okay i'm about to wow you with what do you guys feel about doc 
documentaries and biopics. Uh, wh- wait. What? Which one? Documentaries. Just as a genre. As a genre. I I I am so excited for where you're going to take this cuz <laughs> yeah. This is almost impossible to say it's anything than Hotsy. And I almost want to guess what your thing is going to be for why you're saying it. Why <laughs> Ooh, it's even can, being can you guess it? You're saying it's Nazi right now. Yeah. Are okay. you saying that it's not? I feel like whenever you take something that is beloved, it's because it's how people interact with the thing. It's not the thing itself. It's how people take it in and share it. So maybe it's like how people don't learn stuff for themselves. They just watch documentaries and they just echo these things without really checking it. And also how documentaries can be misleading. Ooh, and- no, that that's it. You got it. The second part. Yeah! You're I, an idiot. I think- <laughs> <laughs> You're really dumb. <laughs> I, I just think documentaries don't really do much. And also, oh I think God. documentaries... <laughs> That's crazy. This guy hates books and documentaries. I think documentaries fundamentally alter our opinions about how facts, how things happened, but like in a detrimental way. How do you feel about nonfiction books? Um, uh, I've liked them in the past, but I think... But now I hate them. (laughs) No, 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 no. When I used to read nonfiction books, I liked them. But that's what a documentary is. It's just a nonfiction movie. No, because I think a book is different. I think Ow. a book doesn't... I don't think a book conveys a story. Like, nobody... What is, the fuck oh, did you no. just say? <laughs> no, what no, no, did okay. you just say? Okay. I don't think a book conveys a story? <laughs> if you, no, no, no. If you were to submit evidence in the form of text and said, like, like an, an anonymous letter, somebody's somebody wrote something... It's not as condemning as seeing something. It's what seeing f- a, a. What the uh, fuck are you talking wait, about? Wait, 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 wait. What the fuck are you saying? I, I would be much more persuaded by some sort of video. Jordan, did you just start working for SeaWorld? <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's working with those Japanese sailors that kill dolphins and he doesn't like how they're bad-mouthing his company no but that's my point i think that reading something doesn't heart like if you're reading a non-fiction book about the whaling industry or about sea world it doesn't pull on your heartstrings the same way that a documentary it does more wait it's because you spend 20 hours with it opposed to 90 minutes you're out of your mind! <laughs> like, you've broken me! I don't necessarily think that it does more than documentaries. I, I just know that the experience of reading a book almost objectively takes more out of a person than passively watching something. There's almost no way that's not true. Like, you're spending... You yeah, the, you but the information that's conveyed through visual language is different than what you get from reading something that's true but is it 20 times longer than it is it 20 times the amount i, or 10 I just times think the that human beings are stupid and that we seeing a video of something versus reading something i think we're much more affected and much more willing to believe what we're reading 
than we are uh, with just reading about it. Wait, you said the same thing. What do you mean? You said with reading than we are with I just reading. I think that about. we're much more willing to be persuaded by a visual cued argument than we are something about reading something i mean definitely if it just pops up on like your facebook feed or something but if i'm gonna watch some read a book like right now i'm reading a book about the beatles because i'm still like doing that nonsense Mm -hmm. but okay a better example i read the kid stays in the picture the biography of robert evans they made a documentary the kid stays in the picture a biography of robert evans it was so much more engrossing to read that fucking book and be like mystified by his craziness for 15 hours than to watch the two hour Oscar winning or Oscar nominated movie. It was like not even comparable. And they were saying even different things in both of them. But Jordan's not even comparing it to books. Oh, he's, he's just saying oh, documentaries. Or I think just documentaries are just misleading and oftentimes they're edited to show things that are incorrect what's a documentary that grinds your gears the wrong way um oh what's that stupid one about that that murder oh making a a murderer yeah making a murder yeah that was found to be very um fundamentally misleading by like omission of facts but i think people i think people they see it in a documentary and I think the problem is documentaries are are seen as just like, oh, this documentary blew my mind. You don't, uh, again, it's like, it again, well, okay. it's, you don't dislike documentaries, you dislike people. Yeah, I think it's like, because with Making a Murderer, that's just, people like are abnormally into true crime stories in general. Yeah. And it's more that than, I think, the format of a documentary. Like, you would never see the act of killing or whatever and be like, yo, this is some bullshit. Yeah. No, but but here's the thing. I think that documentaries know that they can hijack the way that stupid people interpret documentaries as just true fact. It's just like, there's no difference in some people's mind about seeing a documentary of something versus physically witnessing it firsthand. I think there's a lot of people who just... They, the fact that they saw the documentary so the you're other. saying that oh my what the fuck <laughs> but, does first so all like, right we're out of time guys we're so out of time i i almost can't fathom this jordan it is so late <laughs> oh my god what the fuck are you talking about this is they're obviously hot seat like i don't yeah. understand I can't fathom this. Like I have no ability to 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 further speak about this. Oh my god! You know you know what's really bad? Ice. Cause then everyone's all like, "Why is my water not cold? There's no ice in it. Water's bad now." I'd like. Oh my god. That that has nothing to do with my argument. My <laughs> argument is that I think you're saying that documentaries exist in like a vacuum. But documentarians, the people who make the documentaries, are people also. And they know that the way that they frame their arguments, they, the, people, the people who fund documentaries, like Making a Murderer, are many times they are members of the legal team of the documentary. Of the, you like, sound... The, so... Insane. So, so because of that, the docu- <laughs> you're like crossing over so many lines right now. 
Why? You're like What's th- wrong with they that? have like a finance. So like the people who made say what was a great documentary a couple years ago? Thirty feet from stardom. I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. Oscar winning documentary. It's people about backup the, singers. About yeah, people that made um, the act of killing. Yeah. They're just like, we can't wait to fucking trick these dumb idiots into watching our highly depressive movie about the fucking genocide and how fucked up it is. We just can't wait to trick these dumb idiots into not paying for our movie and watching it on Netflix. We can't wait for it. I'm not saying all documentaries are bad. I'm just saying a lot of them <laughs> you are bad. I don't even think you've seen the documentary. <laughs> I know you haven't read a nonfiction book. That's a bad I read, like I read <laughs> Bringing Down the House. That's nonfiction. You read a book in 2007 about it. I did read that book in 2007. So 10 years ago, you read a book. I read a lot of nonfiction books for my uh, for my classes. Were they I don't about, believe you. Were they about I don't studies? Believe you read I bet you didn't even read classes. them. I bet you like had study I groups. did read them. <laughs> I did read them. Okay. I... What's the, besides making of the murder, which is like a Netflix series, and I don't really treat it as a serious yeah. And also, anyone that was really into it would then have read the follow up articles about the other weird shit that he had done. Yeah. Yeah. Give me some more examples, Jordan, of these great documentaries that are just so invested in betraying the truth. Um. <laughs> it's just uh, making of the murder. <laughs> I don't really have any many other examples. So you don't like how making a Mary, making a murderer did this thing. So the whole thing of documentaries is, <laughs> is no, making no, a murderer I, the last I documentary just think, you saw. I think that because it because the the art of document the making documentaries can be done in that way, I think I don't like it as an art form and I don't waste my time watching them. Because I think that there is a is a bias in the creation of them. You clearly don't waste your time watching because you're an idiot, <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to learn. I don't think people decide to make documentaries, being like, "I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna edit this shit." So yeah, when like, like they 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 rearrange the story or whatever they reframe it depending on what they find in their research yeah or they're just doing it because like i always think of a really good one is the oj simpson document like uh not even the great fucking oj made in america which is like a fucking nonsense Mm -hmm. achievement or like i am not your negro which is like the best movie last year i didn't say that movie. well of course you didn't because you're a fool (laughs) (laughs) um like there's the fucking um the movie about the the Bronco chase that they did for 30 for 30. That's about oh, all yeah. the things that happened. There's not like about an agenda that. behind that. It's just like, what a fucking crazy day this was. And like, in many ways it was crazy. There's like no agenda behind that. You have no answer to any of this. <laughs> I don't have any answer. You answers. know you're wrong. I know I'm probably wrong. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hot documentaries. Let's just put this in writing. Hotsy, please. Sonny, please just do Hot-see, this. Hotsy, Hotsy. Jordan. <laughs> so we can go home. <laughs> I will give documentaries. It's already it's already Hotsy. It's already it, but I want to hear him say it because it's almost <laughs> ridiculous. He's citing 
He's, it's, I can't handle okay. it. Okay, I'm probably wrong. They're probably hot. Okay, thank you. Okay. I am, I need to lay down so bad after this. Uh, Jordan, um, plug, uh, plug our Twitter and stuff for the people. Uh, so everybody come out, like us on Facebook, uh, rate us and review us on iTunes, and we will uh, we'll talk about what you like if you make a suggestion. Um, we are at List and Shout on Twitter, so follow us there. Tweet at us. Tweet with us. Tweet for us. Do all those No, that's things. your job, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> okay. we're not tweeting for you. I know you'd like for us, too. Because there's, there's learning involved. And uh, find us on SoundCloud, and uh, that's us. All right. Thank you guys very much. I'm cool being. This is why. This is why we have the world we have now. Ha <laughs> ha